Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. We're up to three drinks now because we're recording back to back. Yeah, we had our lunch on the lanai. On the lanai. And welcome, Brett, to our review of West Side Story 2021 edition. Gracias. Bienvenido. It is Stephen... I'm going to not have subtitles this whole time. Yep. It is Steven Spielberg's attempt at a musical... Mm. And there was much less sighing in this one. There was much less sighing. I think at one point there was even like a, ooh, ooh. It has been described as hyper-real by hyper people. Hyper-real? Yes. As like higher than real? Yeah. What does that even mean? Like the colours dialed up to 11. That is true. It is. It did feel like... The kind of brightness you get in a stage show, but on the screen. Yes. I think the original really tried for the dirty streets of New York. Yeah. Um, And this one is set in the same dirty streets of the west side of New York. Yes. Okay. Well, we're getting out of kilter. What do you mean? Well, we just like launched straight into it. Yeah. It is a remake of West Side Story, the movie, which was a film adaptation of West Side Story, the musical. Which is a musical adaptation of a small play called Romeo and Juliet. Yes, which is not based on anything. There has been surprisingly mixed reviews. I would imagine that the people that are giving it mixed reviews, as in like bad reviews, are all just like, this isn't the original. Yeah, so it's iconic. Nineteen sixty-one, iconic film. Um, yeah, which yeah, it's so the the musicals from nineteen fifty-seven, and there's the nineteen sixty-one film adaptation directed by Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins, who is also the original choreographer. Yep, and. The original was Natalie Wood, Richard Baymer, 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 Russ Tamblin, Rita Moreno, and George Chakiris. Shakira, Shakira. It was photographed by Daniel L. Fapp, that's unfortunate, in Super Panavision 70. Ooh! The music was composed by Leonard Bernstein with lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, R.I.P. Pull one out. Um, It's huge, and it is... Even though when I said it after the we watched the film, it's my favourite movie musical, my favourite musical of all time. But but then faced me with a little bit of a dilemma, like you had with It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, it's not in my top five films of all time. Mm. 
It's in that six to ten with a yes, couple of okay. others that I've talked about. It's in that six to ten with about twenty movies. Yes. Yep. And but the music is a huge part of it more than the film, which makes it one of my top like it makes it my top movie musical because it's my favourite musical. But it can't be your favourite movie musical because your favourite movie musical is Hairspray because okay. it's a movie musical. West Side Story is my favourite musical. There you go. My favourite movie musical is Hairspray. There you go. And then one of my favourite musicals is Little Shop of Horrors, but I'm not a fan of Rick Moranis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Suddenly Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Rita Moreno comes back in this one. Uh, in a supporting role, Ansel Elgort uh, and Rachel Zegler, who was, to use an overused reviewer word, a revelation. A revelation. She, she's incredible. She's, she's very good. She's 20 now. When they were filming stuff, she was 18, 19. Yeah. She was discovered as a 17-year-old on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah, I know. How old? Like, 17-year-olds shouldn't be on Twitter. Yeah, I think I discovered this seventeen-year-old singer on TikTok. No Twitter, because apparently no, she, MySpace. She had been doing some singing in tweets and TikToks and social medias, and people had a go at her. They were like, "Oh, you just use Auto Tune on your videos," and then she tweeted a song of her just singing, mm. and it was incredible. And so that's how she was discovered as a seventeen-year-old, uh, and then by the time she was eighteen. She was cast in West Side Story and then 19 turned 20 between obviously casting and now. And the film has been delayed yes. uh, because Why? of COVID oh. and then delayed for us. Yes, because, because of we're Delta. backwards. So we are finally get to see it. Ansel Egghort is good. And when he sung Something's Coming, I was like, oh, he can actually sing. Yeah. But then when he sung... Tonight with Rachel Zegler, I was like, no, she can sing. No, he's just kind of there. <laughs> he's an actor that can sing. She's he's a, a singer. singer. Yeah. Um, and she, Shane was like, oh, you know, what kind of voice? And like, she, she's just a proper soprano. Yes. Like she's not, a, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not operatic and she's not musical theatre. Yeah. She's just a pure, clean soprano, which is... Perfect for the role of Maria. Yeah, it seems that it fits the age and yes. the character. It's not like having this 18-year-old singer with a great operatic voice. Yeah. yeah, and they do exist, but Maria wouldn't have that. Yeah, because she's just from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Faced, and Rita Moreno in supporting roles. Mike Faced. Yeah, that's what it says. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know. Who oh, no. Who knows? He plays Riff. Oh. Riff. Yeah. Mm. Um, he originally played the role of Connor in the Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen, and he was nominated for a Tony for that. Oh, okay. Yes. So he... The, the cast was very good. Yeah, very the well cast. The acting was very good. Yeah. Overall, I was prepared to be slightly disappointed. Same. But I really liked it. I tried to go in and thinking, this is a new movie. 
do not compare it to the old one. Yep. Because it's not going to be the old one. No. That's what I was thinking, right? Yes. I, it was a struggle because some bits I was like, oh, they did that different. There's not harmonies in America in that bit, but there is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I was just like, no, just watch the movie as a movie. I did that. And I, I think one of the things about musicals like this is I've seen three different stage productions of it, including the one that I played in the orchestra for in year nine. Yeah. And then two professional productions of it. And I've seen a number of different productions of Romeo and Juliet and a different movie of this. So yes. I think having seen a number of different interpretations of the story and the music as a whole meant I, w I didn't go into this thinking he's remaking the yeah. Robert Wise one. Yeah, 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 He's making his own movie yes. on the story of West Side Story. Yes. So there will be spoilers in this one um, as but we not, go. Yeah, but not generally about the story because the story is old. Well, the story is old, but also... It's based on a Shakespearean tragedy. So if, like the woman behind me, you're surprised that everyone dies at the end, yes, <laughs> you've not been paying attention Go, to Shakespearean tragedies. In the original, did people die? Yeah. Like, well, one, it's based on Romeo and Juliet, which is a Shakespearean tragedy, and in every Shakespearean tragedy, everybody dies. Yeah. Two, it's about a gang war in New York. Yes. There's a chance people are going to die. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's not gangs of New York. Where lots of people die. Yeah. But there's gangs fighting. They talk about a rumble and bringing bricks and chains and knives, and then Riff gets a gun. Yeah. And you're surprised that people died. Yeah. Bit weird. Some of the, cha I think some of the changes were very good, and it made it very clear that they were making their own movie. Yeah. 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 Like the added subplot of, the reclamation of the slums of the west side of New York. Yep. Was clever. The added thing as well that Tony just got out of prison. Yes. Was an interesting choice. I don't know if it was necessary, but yeah. it added, it kind of added to a bit, because that's the thing about the original. It's like he just isn't a jet. Be Anymore because he one day just goes, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I think it added depth yeah. and a little bit more kind of urgency and necessity for him avoiding the rumble and avoiding being too involved with the Jets and, and Riff, which wasn't necessarily as present in the original movie. I think generally speaking, there's a lot more character depth in this one than the original. I think so. I think because as well with the 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 lesser characters, there's yeah. they're more they're in it more. Yeah, you know, like when there's they much sing, more Bernardo. Yeah, when they sing, like he's like got a last name and a job. Yeah, weird, right? They yeah. have last names and jobs in this, which is good. Um, but then it's like you know the Officer Krupke song is just all like supporting players. Yeah. Like Riff or whoever isn't in it. Well, and that adds more to those supporting characters, but that really is like adding depth to the baby John character. Yeah, trying to because grow up. 
yeah, it's him like his first time he's been arrested and could go to trial. And so I think it adds a lot to the song that the song is teaching him how to behave with the police. Yes. Which I, I really liked that redoing of Officer Krupke that was them in the police station rather than the, just them hanging around. And even though we said we went into the movie viewing it as not a remake, yeah. we have just spent 10 minutes comparing it yeah. to their 1961 version. <laughs> but most people, when they're going to go and see it, are going to go and do that. The I thought about a big irony about halfway through the movie in one of the jets. Well, I first thought of it in the jets dancing at the start. But then the dance at the gym, I really thought about it, is the opening shot comes up over some of the slum reclamation and they're reclaiming the area that's going to be the Lincoln Centre for the Performing Arts. Yes. Which is where the New York Phil plays and there's ballet and all sorts. And then in the dance at the gym, I was like, these kids are getting kicked out so they can build the Lincoln Centre for Performing Arts. Most of these dancers could perform there. <laughs> Just go dance there, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, you're really good. Like, I know you're 17 and a juvenile delinquent, but just hang around until there's a stage, rock in for an audition. Yeah. Dance like you did at the gym. Yeah. Pretend you're right. trying to dance against a Puerto Rican. You do well. Yep. The, the choreography was very good. Yes. I, I didn't... The difference between American and Puerto Rican even though Puerto Ricans are American because they're mm. a principality or whatever they are. Uh, they're a territory or whatever yeah, it is. Territory. Is it territory. Anyway, yep. between the Americans yes. and the Puerto Ricans, the difference in choreography between the two groups was very good. Yeah. And very clear. Yes. Um, and they were costumed differently very well as well. Yeah. I think that um, one thing about the choreography was that some of it was shot... Too close. Yes. I was going to bring this up when you talked about the Matrix action being shot too close. Yeah. I don't know. I just want a wide shot. I don't know what it is about yeah. me. But it's just Except like. Except for the, when there's that one girl in jeans during America. Oh, there was an unfortunate. I felt bad for her. Yeah. Because she didn't have the flowy she didn't, dress like the rest she, of them. She didn't get the memo. Maybe. She didn't realize she, that today was Maybe dance she day. just wants to dress how damn well she wants. Well, that's fine. But um, if you're going to do the spins... Yeah. So there was dress. one like aerial shot when they're dancing America and all the girls spin around. And yep. so you see all these dresses spin really cool. And then there's one that is wearing pants. So you just see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you just see her just go... Just go, here, go woo. But it was like, like with that dancing, it was like a, a lot of the camera work during the dances, seem to be, like, on their face. Yes. Their upper bodies and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. I think that definitely in 1961 is the benefit of Wise and Robbins doing it together because Robbins was the choreographer and he yeah. was like, Oi, I didn't spend fucking three days teaching them this dance yes. for you to show her face. Yeah. Spielberg. Jerome, okay. Spielberg. 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 This isn't a shinless list. Nobody cares about the face. Yeah. All right? Yeah. We're here for the dancing now. We care about the face when Riff dies. Yes. Okay? That's the only time we care about or the face. Or when they're singing love songs. All right? Yeah. When they're on the balcony and I'm crying, then that's the face. <laughs> yes. I did tear up when they sung Tonight together. That one, I teared up because of love as well, but also because the song was good. It's a very good song. It is a very good song. And they did it very well. 
particularly Maria. I'm going to see Maria in more things. Oh, you would have. She's going to be so. in more things. Um, I thought some stages. Ansel Elgort was good. I haven't really seen him in anything. Yeah, the only thing off the top of my head that I've seen him in is Baby Driver. Right. Uh, and he's very good in that. Um, but I couldn't, off the top of my head, name more things that he's been in. So I'm going in, to like, go on to Wikipedia. Was he in all that Wikipedia. Divergent stuff? His film debut was in the 2013 remake of Carrie in the mm. key secondary role of the lead character's prom date. John so he Travolta. Plays John Travolta. No, he plays Carrie's prom date. No, isn't Carrie's prom date the blonde guy? Greatest American hero? Oh, possibly. Yeah. His first highly publicised role was in Divergent as Caleb Pryor, the brother of the lead character. Um, he co-starred in Men, Women and Children. It co-starred his LaGuardia classmate, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, they're mates. Yeah. That would have Just been when good, you think we watched class. a movie without Timothy Chalamet, there's a Six <laughs> yeah. Degrees of Timothy there's Chalamet. A he in, in This is from Wikipedia. In 2014, Elcourt was named one of the best actors under 20 years of age. In what year? 2014. Right. Elcourt reunited with Carrie co-star Chloe Grace Moretz to present the award for best visual effects at the 2015 Oscars. Oh. He was also in two more Divergent movies. He was on the short list of actors for the role of Han Solo in Solo, a Star Wars story. Ooh. Uh, oh, when Alden Ehrenreich was cast in May 2016 as Solo, Elcourt expressed some relief, saying that if he had been cast, he would have to change his DJ name, which is Anne Solo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Baby Driver, a uh, movie, November Criminals, again with Chloe Grace Moretz. Anyway, we don't need to go through his whole thing. He There's was not good. Much more, actually, he was good. Um, I, I thought his singing was good. Sometimes it was a bit too, uh, too nice. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you said that about the whole thing. Like in the like the, some of the singing was just like I didn't get so much passion in the singing. I felt that definitely about the song "Cool." It was just a bit too like. Boy, boy, crazy boy. They're singing the notes. You know what I mean? Yes. Rather than like putting the actual I got, thing into it. I got that from, I got more performance in the singing from Riff, which makes sense. He has been nominated for a Tony. Yeah, but he's but not Tony. I don't think, uh, I don't think Ansel <laughs> has the singing chops. You could tell he's had singing lessons for the movie. Yeah. And I, so I think... The, the cast generally probably doesn't have the musical theatre chops to really, really put I it think, in. I think some of them would. Anita, definitely. Anita, definitely. Um, Riff, definitely. Well, I don't it, know it about this, be... this Rita Marino. I don't know if she's anybody. but yeah, like... she might be. She might have been okay. It was a bit of a risk casting her because yeah. she's pretty unknown. Yeah, like, what is she? I mean, I good did, on her. But... I did like... Well, she's not Doc, right? Yeah. But she's playing that role. Yes. I did like that they didn't try to make her Doc because that wouldn't have made sense. 
for her to be Doc in 1957 and to own the drugstore. Yes. And, th- and then it did make sense that she was the widow of Doc. Yeah, I liked that. And it added more depth that we find that she is Puerto Rican but married a gringo. Yeah. And so she's that kind of link between. Yes. And so that then also add de- adds depth to Tony. Yep. Because Tony's much more wanting to make connection with Bernardo because yeah. he, he's, you know, not so racial against the no. Puerto Ricans. It's like, I get paid by a Puerto Rican woman. Yep. So I think that depth is good. Right. It, and the, But the depth of knocking it all down kind of makes it so that they're fighting for nothing. Yeah, that's and the even thing. It's like at Lieutenant the end. Trank says that. Yeah. Like you're fighting for turf that's not going to be yours in a month. Yeah, I'm just here to make sure you don't kill yourselves until it's all knocked down or something. Yeah. Which he fails at. Yes. But, um, well, that's the bit that it's like, you know, yeah. That adding the bit of it becoming the slums thing. Deslumification. Yeah. Is not the word, but anyway. Slum reclamation. Isn't adding to the story. It adds to the storyline, which I didn't mind. But then at the end, it does add that thing of like, but then in six months, you're all gone anyway. Yeah. But I think the end is no no one wins. Yeah. And they kind of all realize the cost of their behavior. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cost is that three people are dead. Riff Bernardo yeah. Tony. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I do like that different to Romeo and Juliet, that Juliet Maria doesn't die. Because she, yeah. Because then obviously the thing is to bring the races together. And they all carry Tony yes. off at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that, this was a box office bomb. It has grossed... Well, I don't know why Wikipedia is saying this now. It has grossed a total of $36.8 million worldwide. It's only been out here three days. Yes. Uh, against a production budget of $100 million, likely resulting in a financial loss for Disney. It only grossed $10.6 million in its opening weekend in the US. It's, it's interesting. Like Spider-Man No Way Home... Broke a broke a billion dollars, yes. But this took ten point six and is only taken thirty eight worldwide. I think there's a couple of things there. It was released two weeks before Christmas, yeah, which is an odd release. Yeah, it was incredibly delayed. Yeah, and I think what's happened with a few movies that are delayed is that there's it's shortened the gap between cinematic and streaming release. Yeah. And so unless it's something that you really want to see on the big screen, people are just like, I'll oh, just wait. But it's also not a new movie. Yeah. So it's not if if the movies that are out now are, you know, the new Matrix, the new Spider Man, whatever. Oh yeah. so if if you're not if you don't really want to see West Side Story 
you're not going to go see that. It does have some very tough competition at the moment. Yeah. And it's just, it's also still not post-COVID. Yeah. Like we're talking about post-COVID, but it's not. You know, everyone's going to get this Omicron variant. So people, I think, are still a bit reluctant to go out. So if the choice is go out to see West Side Story, which is a story or a movie you've seen before, it's a musical which generally isn't also mass appeal. Yep. Musicals generally. And I think a lot of people, I reckon a lot of people got caught out by D. Evan Hansen not realising it was a musical. Yes. Because they don't sing in the trailer. Yeah, that's true. And so if your choice is in a time where it's still kind of risky to leave the house. Yeah. To see Spider-Man or West Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man or Matrix or Dune are the ones you want to go and see on the big, big screen. West Side Story, not so much. Mm. But I think the the box office numbers don't reflect the quality of the movie. No, I don't think so. I think it's a very good movie. Um. I, I think it's, you can't really fuck it up. The music is so good. The, the music and the, the basis of the story are so good that it's one of those things that's like, it's going to be impressive. Yeah. Unless it's unless you're just standing there singing. To In order to fuck it up, like it's either going to be good or the fucking worst film ever made. Yeah. They're like, as long as you tick the basic boxes off, it's going to be a good film. But I think Steven Spielberg has done a very good film, has made a very good film in this one. There were some interesting things. I also know that we're in the slums, but God, I tell you what, the slums has some very good lighting. Yeah, I think that's that hyper-real thing that people have mentioned. Yeah, and Ansel Egort has his own personal torch. That um is always shined him a, a, yeah. across his eyes and his nose. Like there's that. also a in that alleyway where all the Puerto Rican women are hanging their washing. Yes. there's a follow spot just for Maria. Yeah, yeah. Just in case she pops out, everybody needs to be able to find her, including Ansel Elcourt. It's, I yeah, I think that's the making it like a stage musical on the screen thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because. If you think about if you're seeing it on stage, there would be those bright, colourful walls that represent apartment buildings and then Maria comes out and the lights go onto her. Yes. So I think that while it is an interesting choice film-wise, it does lend in, I think, to the musical thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the Another interesting change in the... Storyline, yep. Um, with the introduction of Valentina, played by Rita Marino, Doc's widow. Um, then she sings somewhere at the end. Yes. Well, not not the end, but in there well, somewhere towards, towards the, end. the end, which kind of changes the meaning of the song. Yeah, changes it from a love song between Tony and Maria. Yep. To a Song about race. Well, yeah, it still has that hope, which is part of the lyrics, 
but it changes it to hope for the future of the youth. Racial equality. Yeah, the youth and race, rather than hope that us two as racial people, Tony Maria, yeah. can still be in love. Yes. I think that worked well. And Rita Moreno, it. for the age that she is, very good voice still. Oh, yeah. I think she's like 90. She was born in 1931. So she is 90. Yeah. So um, she's I liked very it. good. I was skeptical about... When I saw that Rita Moreno was in it, mm. I was skeptical about it because I was like, well, what part is she going to play? There's no part for her. Is that just so going to be So is it just adding in to be just like a, oh, remember she was in the movie? Like kind of I thing? thought originally she could be like Anita and Maria's boss in the dress shop. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but there is no dress shop. Maria didn't work in the dress shop. She Maria is a worked cleaner in the department a, store. Um, yeah, cleaner a department store, which is where she sings I Feel Pretty. And Anita, instead of just being the dressmaker cousin, is quite entrepreneurial. She wants to yes. own her own dressmaking shop. Yeah. Yeah. Like Edna Turnblad. Yeah, she wants to be Edna Turnblad of New York. But Edna Turnblad cleans. Oh, she's clothes. a laundress. Yeah, not a seamstress. Yeah, right. They could go into business together. They could. Across the continent. Yeah. Baltimore's probably they're not a few that hours close. drive away. They're, they're not that close. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. Particularly in the 60s, because transport wouldn't have been as easy as it is now. Well, no, they actually they get the, the moment, train. Yeah, but at the moment also, transport isn't easy. No, nothing's Supply easy at chain the moment. Issues. Rita Moreno was a worthwhile addition, and giving her the song... Mm. made it more than just a nod to the past and the nod to the original movie and really added that depth of her being the connection between American and Puerto Rican peoples in the city that I mentioned before. Yeah. So that was well done. The moving of the song I Feel Pretty to much later in the show was something that I wasn't hugely on board for. Was she feeling pretty now because they just had sex? Well, yes. Wait, no, was that before that? No, that was before before they had sex. But in the original, it's I Feel Pretty the day after the dance before she goes to meet Tony. Yes. And she feels pretty because she's met Tony. Whereas this, in the Spielberg version, happens much later after she's met Tony and gone on a date with Tony uptown. And found out that he was in prison for killing someone. Yeah. Nearly. Nearly. But then she feels pretty because they're going to run away together that night. But the song happens after Tony kills Bernardo, but she doesn't know. Yeah. And I can see that the point is to kind of be like, oh, how much more tragic is it? Because she's looking forward to the date. Yes. Makes like, the killing of Bernardo more tragic. Yeah, like you're not going to feel pretty soon. Yeah, but it's still such a fun, pretty song. Yeah. That I didn't quite get. It was it in a been, darker time of the movie. If it had been kind of cut in with bits of something or it right. just felt like something dark happened and we put in a nice song and then we're back to death. Yeah, okay, I get that. But 
I get, I get the point of it though. Yes. Yeah. 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 I get the point of it. I get it does kind of break it up because you know ignorance. She's 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 happy. She's pretty. What could possibly go wrong? She's pretty and ignorant. Yeah. She's not ignorant. She's very clever, Maria. Yes. Um. Even though she wants to run away with a murderer and an almost murderer. Yeah. An almost murderer and now a murderer who murdered your brother. Yeah. And then you're going to sleep with him an hour later. And the woman behind me was like, oh, she was more worried about Luke. She was more worried about Tony dying than when her brother died. She only met him yesterday. And then her friend was like, it's Romeo and Juliet. You know, that's what happens. It's young love. It's love, you stupid bitch. But the point of the whole thing, Romeo and Juliet and West Side Story, is that young love is so strong yeah. that it, the star-crossed lovers thing, the star-crossed doesn't matter because yeah, it's young love and they're so, so in love. Yeah. So come on, she people. missed the point. Um, the other topic of conversation about the movie that it's being talked about a lot yep. is the lack of subtitles. Yeah, that was talked a lot about the pe- by particularly by the people in front of us and behind us, and I don't know if it didn't have such an effect on me because I'm up to like level five on Duolingo in Spanish. Okay, yeah, right. So I think it's like I understood some of it, but also I know the story. But also, like, it didn't matter for me because I understand context. Yeah, and I can still know that like. Anita's very angry at Bernardo, yes. even though I don't know exactly what she's saying. Yeah, I don't know exactly what she's saying, but I get that she's like, no, I want to stay in America. Oh, it yeah. helps that she sings a whole song about it afterwards. Yeah, she does. But sometimes it was like they didn't have the subtitles and they just talked in conversation. And then other times it was like, you know, Chino was like, Tony, yo soy mujer, yo humano. And then he says, Tony killed your brother. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, he just kind of translated it himself and well i think that is deliberate obviously but it makes it like it makes them more puerto rican yes but it amplifies the fact that they're foreign yep in america yeah because particularly when they say something in spanish and then say it again in english is like they're still getting used to having to be bilingual and Anita says it a lot, you know, we have to practice, say it in English, we have to yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. And so I think not having subtitles is kind of like we're just seeing them speaking Spanish rather than they're deliberately speaking Spanish and we are understanding it. Yes. Like they just fall into Spanish. Yeah, because that's how they would talk. And we're Americans and we don't understand it. Yeah, because I'm a dumb American, a dumb gringo. But then the people complaining about it, like, it's, you would got to trust that Steven Spielberg hasn't left out things that are important. Yeah, he's pretty good at making movies. Yeah. I know he hasn't been doing it for long, but, but like, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, you got to trust that if there's not subtitles onto something, if something's in a language you can't understand, you don't need to understand it. Yeah. And so I just you, I, I thought it was totally fine. You don't need to know what exactly what they're saying, but yeah. you know what they're saying. But also, like, if you go to watch Romeo and Juliet, you don't understand every word of the Shakespeare language. Yeah, because that's a made up language. But you but you get it because of, like I said, context, but also getting putting all of the story together. And that's what when I used to 
teach and tutor English and kids would read Shakespeare. Like you don't need to get every word. Yes. Read the whole thing and you'll get the whole story. Yeah. If you stop all the time and get hung up on every little word, you're going to miss things. So like if you're watching that scene where Anita and Bernardo and Maria are in the kitchen. Yeah. And you're hung up on, oh, what did he just say? You missed what Maria just said before she stormed off into the bedroom. Yeah. 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 Just watch the whole scene. Yeah. And you know that Maria now hates Bernardo. Yeah. And you know that the last thing they did was argue before he got killed. Yes. That's the point of the scene, not the words he's saying. She doesn't say it in English, but you know that after she nearly gets raped by a bunch of Americans, that Maria says, Anita says, I am not American, I am a Puerto Rican, and then leaves. Okay, so you get that? Because it also helps that American in Spanish is Americana, and Puerto Rican in Spanish is Puerto Riqueña. So you kind of get those two words. And that's why you don't need the subtitles. And I feel like at some points, if you're trying to get subtitles on for all these Spanish words, it just, it detracts from the visual. Because yeah, I don't want to read the movie. Yes. If I wanted to read, I'd read the book. All right? If you wanted to read, read Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. and then... Put it in Google Translate into Spanish and then read it. All right? <laughs> I wish there were subtitles. <laughs> now, interesting things about the film. Not interesting, Lise. Oh, an interesting thing. The film has been banned in multiple Middle Eastern countries, according to Wikipedia. Oh, I think of some one character in Due particular. to the role of any, anybody's. So anybody's is a girl who's trying to get into the Jets yes. gang of boys. Yes. Anybody's in this film is played as a transgender character by the non-binary actor Iris Menas. Yes. In some cases... There's more representation of it in this than there was in the movie. Yeah, I was thinking that. In some cases, Disney refused to make cuts requested by censors. An earlier Disney release, Eternals, was also banned from the same region. That film featured Marvel's first openly same-sex couple. Uh, Co-producer Kevin McCollum told The Hollywood Reporter, I think we have to remember that during Shakespeare's time at the height, the Puritans came in and tore all of the theatres down... You couldn't go in the theatre, and yet Shakespeare survived. I believe that love will win, and this is a story about love made with love and what happens when you try to keep people from loving freely. I think we've done our jobs as artists to make this film, and the world will discover it even if certain cultures decide they don't want it in their borders. That's a shit quote, Kevin. Not a great quote. No. I I thought he was going to be like, I think we have to remember that during Shakespeare's time, Boys played Juliet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that's where he was going. Yeah, I, that's what I thought I was going with, where he was going like, with that as like, well. I believe that love will win. Anybody oh, yeah. isn't a love character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, but then... Although anybody is in love with Tony. They do end up loving themselves at the end. And they do end up accepting anybody's. Good job, body boy. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't bad. Um, they did... They did heighten the transness and the non-binariness of anybody's. Yeah. No, the transness, not the Trans, non-binariness. Yeah. Because... Transness, isn't it? Yeah. I think it is. I've said it three times now, so yeah. it better be. <laughs> the, because in the, in the original movie and what I've seen on stage, anybody's is just a tomboy. Yeah, that's what it, how it's been portrayed in the past. Whereas anybody's very clearly says in this movie, I'm not a girl. Yeah. Yep. Which is very interesting in 1957. Yeah. But 
is, like you said, better representation than Lana Wachowski did in Resurrections. Yeah. So that's interesting. I did notice that and I was like, good. I kind of felt that was a good thing. Yeah. If you're going to change it, change that. So we spoke before about the dollars. The doll hairs, As yes. of December 26, 2021, West Side Story has grossed $24 million in the US and Canada and $12.8 million in other territories, oh, which is not enough considering that's, that's, well... That's three days. Yeah. Two days. Well, it's not because it's as of 26. Oh, so it's... So it probably it, doesn't include our 26 yeah, numbers. exactly. So... Of the 10 people that were in the cinema with us. Yeah. Yeah, that was true. Worldwide, the film was initially projected to gross 22 to 31 million in its opening weekend, uh, but instead it did 10 something. But the critical response website Rotten Tomatoes has 93% and an average rating of 8.3. So the movie is better than the box office takings indicate it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that, that it's one of those things that people aren't really seeing it but people are seeing it and are enjoying it. Yeah, and I think as it comes on to streaming, when it's on Disney+, Plus, people will watch it Yeah, and people will... When it comes on Disney+, Plus, I will watch it again. I'll watch it again. And Shane didn't come to see this one with us. If you follow us on social media, you will have seen that we went with Mother. Is our Boxing Day tradition. Our Boxing so those Day people that is. aren't in Australia or other parts of the world that do Boxing Day. Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, which is also a holiday for us. And generally people go shopping and kill other people in yeah. order to get 50 bucks off a TV, like Black Friday. Like, so it's Black States. Friday, if, yeah. Um, but we traditionally, Brett and I and our mother, go and have lunch and see a movie that has come out on Boxing Day. Yes. And this year we decided to see West Side Story, Boxing, which we did. Yes, Boxing Day is probably is like the biggest... Day of the year for new movie releases. Yeah, so we had um, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Matrix Resurrections, West Side Story. Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza. uh, And one other, I think. Swan Song, which I think has been in other parts of the world for a very long time. They all came out on Boxing Day in Australia. So there's often quite a lot of choices. We were tossing up between that and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes. Um, but we chose West Side. But we chose Romeo and Juliet instead. But I did say to Shane, if he wanted to see it at the theatre, I'd be happy, happy to go again. Yeah. But we're going to wait until Disney Plus, which oh. is fine. We got a big screen at home. That's true. So, um, But I'm glad I saw it on the big screen because the set and the, the cinematography and the set design yeah, of this yeah. is very good. Speaking of that, but not really, um, I am expecting... It to be. Oh, I a... thought you were going to throw back to when you helped paint the sets for oh, West Side Story. I did at actually. I painted <laughs> styrofoam in bricks, brick walls, brick walls, and then I even got to graffiti some of it because oh, it was cool. it was cool. Because it was in the where you were gang. And then did I painted you do a... a shark or a jet graffiti. I think I wrote my name. <laughs> yeah, we we were just like we were painting it. We were all painting it, and we're like, well, let's just like tag it. We didn't know what tag meant. We didn't say yeah, tag yeah. in two thousand and one. Let's just graffiti. Let's it. just graffiti it. And write our names on it, because then we'll be at the set. Yeah, cool. we thought we, we thought that was so cool. That was a cool set. Brick walls, and then there was the big chain link fence at the yeah. back. And our middle brother played a Puerto Rican despite his red hair. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Um, I'm expecting this movie to be a 
big player this award season? Oh, yes. You're making some buzz around it. Oh, I'm creating Oscar buzz because that's how you win Oscars. From Oscar buzz, not from being a good movie. Well, that's what the film For, you, for Your Consideration yes. tells us. I'm expecting picture, cinematography, editing, sound, sound um, costumes. Yep. Um, it can't get best original song. No. Unless it, you count the song that the sharks sing in Puerto Rican in yeah, Spanish. Yeah. Um, it could get adapted screenplay. Um, yep. Acting Anita, definitely, I think. Yes. Potentially Maria, Maria. potentially yeah. Bernardo, potentially Rita Moreno. Well, weren't you reading one before? She's already been nominated for Best oh, Supporting Actor. Yeah, for like um, Critics' Choice Award. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Because I... She was good. The Critics' Choice Awards, because we won't... The Golden Globes aren't a thing anymore. Oh, really? Although it got Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress and Best Director, we'll just ignore them. We don't take them seriously anymore. Critics' Choice Awards, it's nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress for both Ariana DeBois and Rita Marino. Best Young Performer for Rachel Zegler. Best yeah. Acting Ensemble for the cast of West Side Story. Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, Best Editing and Best Costume Design. Okay. That's so pretty much everything. Yes, that's a lot of nominations. Yeah. But there has been some criticism of the representation of the Puerto Ricans. Yeah. So this is a quote by Aline Davia. Uh, it's sad to realise once again the reality that Puerto Ricans and Latinos will be reduced to made-up themes and ideas taken from the playbook of what Puerto Rican and Latino are to the white imagination. Because what's certain is that nowadays Hollywood is whiter and more exclusionary than ever. That is not correct. Well, I think... The big difference is that there's no white people in heavy makeup in the 2021 yeah. version like there was in the 1961 version. Yeah. Or to say that white representation is stronger than it or whatever she said. Yeah. Or there's not just gen... Like, what? That's dumb. That's a dumb... Co- I'm sorry. Like, I get what you're trying to say, but at least get your facts right. Well, uh, Francis Negromatuna, I haven't said that right argued that the musical widely popularised racist and sexist stereotypes that continue to shape how the world sees Puerto Ricans and how they see themselves. This was about the original one, I think. For many, West Side Story has been nothing less than a founding trauma that plays incessantly as if an, as if in an endless loop. Mm. I think... I disagree. But I'm not Puerto Rican, so I can't really comment on how no, it makes me I, feel as a Puerto Rican. But I think it represents Puerto Ricans differently in this film than certainly in the 1961. Uh, like you said, I, I'm not Puerto Rican, so I can't argue whether it's a good representation or not and about my feelings about it. But I think there's much more depth to them as characters. Like yeah. you said, they have last names they have and last jobs. last names and jobs, one. yeah. Whereas they were just kind of... Like Bernardo was just... The head of the sharks. There was the Jets. Bernardo has lines, and I don't think any other shark had lines in the 1961 Chico. even. 
Chino, sorry. Chino. And Not the Marx Brothers. <laughs> the, we, I think the representation of racism is stronger in this one than in the original movie. Yeah, I think... So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's very clear that Americans were very racist. Yes. In 1957. They still are. Well, and... A lot of them still are. Well, and I think this... I think what these films have the potential to do is to us to look at it in 2021 and hear some of the things that people are saying to the Puerto Ricans in 1957 and yes. go, oh, I had someone call him a spick the other day. Yeah. Maybe we haven't come that far. Yes. And kind of realise a little bit of that. But it I, was much more um, violent as well. It was much brutaler. Yeah, much more brutaler. Much brutaler than the first one, which I think... Which I think is... Or one part of it is probably a censorship thing. Yeah, but I, I just don't think they were making a violent movie. No, but then also the fighting in the first one was more Dancier. like... Yeah, choreographed, especially I, the rumble. I think the... Um, yeah, and there were some close-up shots of, like, bricks hitting people in the rumble. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. Which was full on. Which then contrasted very sharply against the ballet-type moves of the Jets when they dance. Yes. Because the Jets are quite graceful when they dance. Yeah. And I thought we were going to miss out on a bit of Jets, you know, dancing down the street. Yeah. But we got it. We got it. It is still the opening. I can understand, talking about the dancing and stuff, I can understand how there is criticism about the representation of Puerto Ricans because they are they are kind of just a bit hot and heavy. Yes. And pretty horny. Yeah. And Anita's gonna get a kick. Yeah, she tonight. sings that in church. And so I can understand how that is viewed as stereotyping and made up themes and ideas yes. of what Puerto Rican and Latino are to the white imagination. Yeah, I don't really like that wording. I, it seems weird to me. Yeah, but and I and I get I get that, but I think it it could be done in like a, a another way to contrast whites and Puerto Ricans. Mm. And I think there's a connection thing that the Puerto Ricans have that the white boys don't have. Yeah. So it's it's but it's it's tough, I think. Mm. And Spielberg is not Puerto Rican. No. And neither really is the screenplay writer Tony Kushner. Any of his team. No. Um so it is hard to make that the case. Christy Krieger and Kevin McCollum. I don't think they're Puerto Rican Don't either. sound like it. Uh, so, yeah, it's... I think that's where there needs to be more representation and talking about Hollywood being as white as ever and talking about white people telling not white stories. Yeah. That's the challenge that I think we're facing at the moment. I found a... Not so favorable review. 
on Google? Ish. Okay. Um, it's three out of ten. Ooh. Um, let's see how quickly I can get through this. Steven Spielberg remade the ten-time 1961 Oscar winner and musical known as The West Side Story. Okay. In it, we get to witness star-crossed lovers in Tony Maria between the rival gangs, the Jets and the Sharks of New York. The movie definitely was a remake as it presents the conditions that were set during the 1960s, particularly the social conditions and the behavioural problems that existed during that decade. People expecting a modern update will be truly disappointed. In the 2021 new version fell flat at it was lacking in energy and zest as we see under uninteresting actors as Tony and Maria. While they did their own songs, unlike the 1961 actors, their characters fell flat. No. The current Hang Tony on. and Maria... Without well, zest, was she watching it on mute? I don't know. Like, how can you listen to that music and not think yeah. energy and zest? Well, maybe the zest is what I was saying. It was too nice singing. Yeah, possibly. The current Tony and Maria lacked charisma and were purely one-dimensional. What saved the cast from total disaster are the supporting cast such like Ariana Bois, who played Anita, and David Alvarez, who played Bernardo. Also, the credit, the presence of Rita Marino. Somebody really... This is badly written. This is a <laughs> this is a five-star one, right? Out of Ho- five? Yeah. Right. Holy baloney. Okay. Holy baloney. Holy baloney. If you are thinking of watching this movie, grab the tissues. There are so many plot twists. I know this film is obviously based off of the original Shakespearean play Romeo and Juliet. I also know West Side Story has its own original version from the 60s. But let me tell you, the reimagined version is even better. Here's why. Ooh. Did this person think their plot twists even though they've seen the 60s one? There is no plot (laughs) twist. Not Well, there is... If you had never heard of the story at all, there's a plot twist. Yeah, but right? if you, the person they they are comparing it obviously to the '60s one because they said it's even better. Yes, so you can't say it's a plot twist because it's the same plot, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, the casting was great. The music was great. The choreography was great. Um, apparently Ariana's shoes melted off a couple times on set during those scenes out in the hot sun on the hot cement. Gosh. When I read that, I was like, commitment girl. <laughs> I also love the dance battle. Always love a good dance battle. <laughs> the hidden messages. I really like the addition of a non-binary question mark character because I feel like it's important to be aware and inclusive of every gender. Okay, good. Overall, incredibly well done show. If you can, please watch it. It deserves so much more credit. I promise you will not regret it. Uh, Less than sign number three. Love heart. Right. There you go. 77 people found that helpful. Spielberg and writer Tony Kushner increased more to the story but turned disastrous as it presented wrong themes being endorsed, like change brought about by incarceration, choosing someone of his own when it comes to interracial relationships, and it is cool to become a part of the gang. We also get to see a less interesting musical this time, as the This Broadway play is no longer applicable today, and the story has already been too old and dated 
that one would find less relevance in it. Okay, well, that person turned off the news in 2020. Yeah. And what about the dialogues in Spanish? This person needs to, sorry. They need to check their own dialogues. <laughs> and what about the dialogues in Spanish that are not subtitled? I guess one has to be really familiar with the story to digest what was going on with these dialogues occur. <sighs> okay, so that person hasn't watched any news in the last two years. If they think racial tension yeah. is irrelevant issues now. It's irrelevant. No question that the remake... As not a good one. Fucking hell. But Spielberg fans and woke people would find delight in it. The same is true when people who truly enjoy the landmark musical and the 1961 movie as they would like any version of it. In summary, it was a disappointment as it has now become a woke farce rather than remaining a landmark musical. Okay, well, no. <laughs> That's our, that's our yeah, debating yeah. skills at, no, at the front again. No. I can't. You can't say it's a woke farce. It's not really trying to sh- to show any messages that weren't already already there in the original one. Well, if you watch the original one, the same themes are there. Yeah, it's just heightened. Well, it's just made with twenty twenty one lens but, of a time where racism is still a big issue. Yes. I'm woke, but I'm going to complain that there's not dialogues. There's not um, subtitles on my dialogues. But, like, I, I just, it just annoys me that if you bring to light an issue, you get this woke label. And woke is always said by non-woke people yeah. as a derogatory thing. Yeah, like it's a bad thing like, to be oh, conscious so of other woke. people's issues. Like, no, yeah, I'm... It, woke... Just putting a term makes it derogatory these days. Like if you just reduce someone to a term, yeah, it automatically becomes demeaning. Yes. You're like and so you're like, I'm not woke. I just care that people aren't racially discriminated against. Yeah. And people aren't bashed because they didn't come from this country where well, they weren't born in this country. Yes. I don't know what type of movies this person would like. Because they clearly no. said no question that blah, blah, blah. Spielberg fans would find delight in it. So this person isn't a Spielberg fan? But, like, I don't... Like, Spielberg isn't a director that has a style. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, not Wes Anderson. Or Tarantino. Or Tarantino or Scorsese. Like, Tarantino fans will like this because it's violent. Spielberg will like this because it's a well-told story. That's Spielberg's style, is to tell a story well. Yeah. And he tells different stories. Yeah. Like well, you think he's, through his career, he's done Jaws, yes. Schindler's List, yeah. and now this. Yeah. And chuck in Jurassic Park. Catch Me If You Colour Can. Colour Purple. E.T. Unfortunately, The Terminal, but you know. Yeah. Did even he? Spielberg has a bad day. I Just, I don't know. People also just think they need to have an opinion. So he's probably read through other reviews and thought, oh, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Just to be a bit different. Well, to be yeah. a bit special. I'm not going to shout you out three out of ten, idiot. We won't name and shame or shout out. How many milkshakes from Docs out of five? Out of five, I'm giving it four and a half. Oh, okay. I'm going to give it four and a half too. Oh, no seven fives, five, no two threes. 4.53. No, then. there's still just like a little bit of milk left in the milkshake glass. 4.53 <laughs> out of five. 
I'm taking off half. What am I taking off half of Star for? The too nicety of the singing. And some of the sound was a bit off. Okay. You know when they, especially in the Tonight reprise, when they're all doing their things. Yes, yes. You couldn't really hear everyone. No, that's right. And you could hear too much. Like you almost couldn't hear them over the music. Yeah, it is very good music though. I went into the movie with Sleigh Ride in my head. Mm. Yes. I came out with West Side Story in my head, but then later in the night, unfortunately, I just had the circle bit from the dance at the gym in my head, oh. which is a loop. Yeah. <laughs> so for like an hour in my head, it was just... You're going crazy. <laughs> I, I went into it with Rock and Robin in my head because while you were singing Sleigh Ride, yes. I... In my mind, then they got translated into rock and robin. I don't know how my brain did that, but anyway, then I was left with having tonight but stuck in my head for hours. I alternated between the dance at the gym vamp and America. Four and a half, and from you, 4.53 from me. Well done, Stephen. Yeah. Again. Yeah, you're all right. I'll keep watching you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. That is our last movie of 2021. We have made it through a year with 43 movies under our belt, I think. That's a lot. Thank you, listeners, for a fantastic first year of Two Drink Cinema. Thank you, Brett. Gracias. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Oddsox Entertainment. For more of Oddsox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.